Hello and welcome back to the Dragon Hermit Podcast, a solo adventure, actual play podcast. Um, for those of you that have stuck with me through the first few episodes, um, anybody who has actually started my podcast, um, thank you for bearing with me. I am trying to uh, find my own flow, uh, figure out how to kind of do this all on my own. And I know it's a bit of a mess. I know there's some issues. Um, and the sound quality might not be the best. There's no music. There's all sorts of issues based on where I'm capable of doing this. I am in the works of trying to um, figure out some funding to get some stuff, hopefully, and improve this podcast. But we'll see where that goes. Um, if you check out my Twitter, at Williams. Ooh, one second, folks. I posted this somewhere once and realized there was a mistake when my wife pointed it out to me. So my Twitter is at Williams. That's W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S underscore capital J Ryu, capital R-Y-U. You go to my Twitter, uh, in my bio, I have a link tree. I also have some stuff in there too, um, somewhere, if you look around on it, that if you so feel so free to do so, if you feel free and are able to spare a few bucks, you can crowdfund me a little bit and support me, and maybe I'll figure out a way to give back to you guys, maybe make you NBCs and stuff later on. Don't know. We'll see where this goes, but I'm trying to get up some money to get a mic set up that might help with everything. But again, we'll see where that goes. I need about 50 bucks to do it. Maybe I'll figure out some of my own funds. Who knows? But without further ado, let us get into the show. So, to recap a little bit, our adventurer doesn't know his name. He woke up in a nondescript room with no memory. Mysterious voice came over the airwaves, so to speak, and told him that his memory had been wiped and he was there as punishment for something he did. Something he does not remember doing. And he was told he needed to get through the con uh, a gauntlet of rooms in order to find freedom and figure out his life. Well, needless to say, it was quickly figured out that the rooms were designed to kill him. Because without knowing his abilities and certain other things, yeah, yeah, got killed pretty quickly. <laughs> but luckily he didn't stay dead because, as it turns out, our adventurer is a warlock. And his patron revived him in the original room. Told him... Gotta figure out how to get out. You gotta spread the word about me. Still doesn't know who he is, but he knows he's gotta get out. He died. A, he ran through some rooms. There was a desert terrain, a mountain terrain. From the mountain, he walked into a forest. In the middle of the forest was a open plain. Where he found some fountains and found his way into an urban setting. 
where there's a bunch of play, uh, where a bunch of villagers that were told he would kill them, but he didn't. Uh, some guards that were told to earn their freedom, they had to kill him. They did, but they didn't earn their freedom because he was immediately revived again. <laughs> kind of crazy. Started getting pissed off. He ran in, Mesa swinging, got through the guards, found his way, managed to find his way to the next area. Into the swamp area where he ran through on a path. Almost drowned one point, but he got killed again, ran back. Went through everything, got through the swamp area into a hill area where he fought an eagle, some co a kobold, and a couple boggles. And that is where we left our hero off. He'd run through a few of these things a few times. He's leveled up a couple times. And after the very harrowing, very crazy battle on the hill, he decided to take a long rest. He had, in the urban area, he'd found a backpack, which for some reason he remembered was his. Um, and in that backpack, while he was on the hill, he found a tent, and he set up for the night. And that is where we will pick up. Alright, so we pick up back with our character at the top of the hill, exiting his tent, puts it all away. It's a good stretch. Feeling a little rejuvenated from his long rest, having leveled up to level 3 warlock. First, we ask the question, does he see a door? Would he be able to see the door? And so maybe, let's roll a perception check. It's a 19 plus one perception. That's a 20. So he sees the door. He runs down to it. And let's see. Well, he cautiously, let's see. Let's roll an investigation check. Because with the doorway to this room, he got hit with some poison energy. So he's gonna be cautious. Fourteen plus two for investigations to sixteen. Yeah, he notices it's armed. We're gonna set this DC high because he's not he doesn't have any rogue abilities. And he does um We'll just say because he's not a rogue and he doesn't have the ability to disarm anything, he does his best to stand off to the side and avoid whatever might happen. 
しいや、with athletics he manages to avoid the acid spray as he as he stands behind the door and yanks it open toward him he sees a spray of acid hit the grass and the grass begins to burn he proceeds to go into the room let's see yeah and our, our humble character has a dark vision for 120 feet so yeah he's able to see okay because he walks into a unlit room and the first thing he notices is a violent purple fungus all over the walls. Let's roll some initiative. There's that character. Character gets a 15 initiative. And the fungus. Gets a 13. So. Let's see here. What do we got? Oh, I know what. As the character walks into the room, he notices this violent purple fungus all over the walls. Purple fuzz just everywhere. He's been through, oh, how many rooms so far already? He's died several times, been told by one person in his head that he needs to survive all this um, so that he could do some job for him. He's been told by another person that he's being punished for something that he doesn't even know he did because the person was an idiot and erased his memory. He gets so frustrated that he just lets off a... breath weapon just lets loose in the room. Let's see. I'm gonna rule because this fungus has a dex of one. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna rule that it's not able to move out of the way. Um, but it gets 2d6.
You guys are just burn away a good chunk of it, but it still seems to be covering the wall, even though it's charred and black. Next up is the fungus. Roll a quick perception check. No. Let's just roll an attack. So, do, do, do. sorry for the scoring bit, gotta do the rolls. Rose a 12. Ooh. Which barely hits our player. So. Our player walks into the room. Getting so frustrated with all, all the shit he's taking. Everything he's having to go through. Just belches out of the, out of his fire breath. Just flames it up. Does it deals a decent amount of damage to the fungus. Chars a bunch of it. But it's still clinging to the walls. And when suddenly, a tendril whips out from behind him, smacks him in the back with a rotting touch. Now, real quick, I only did one attack, but this is a D4 multi-attack. Oof. So, the first one hits him. Let's see. He gets hit with one tendril. Ooh, not one. He manages to move out of the way of a second tendril. And a three. Total five to hit. So, he lets out his fire breath. When suddenly a tendril smacks him in the back, feeling the necrotic touch of this rot of this fungus, he quickly dives out of the way of a second hit and dives out of the way of another hit. And he only takes two damage. Alrighty, so we're back to our player. Let's see, what do, what does our player want to do? Feeling the fire, his fiery anger, rise up in him even more. He randomly cries out a word. 
moves his hands in a practiced way that he doesn't remember. And he unleashes a sacred flame around him. Or towards the fungus. Fungus must succeed on DC 12. Ooh, it's a two. Uh, there, it's a quick foot. So. One D eight radiant damage. Deals. Deals two damage. small room, so we'll call that his turn. So to recap, and while I take some notes, he wakes up on the hill, finds the door, and avoids an acid spray. He goes into the room to find fungus all over the walls. Getting angry, he tries to burn away the fungus with his fire breath. As he's trying to burn it away with his fire breath, he gets smacked in the back. Oh no, never mind. Yeah, I just did uh necrotic damage too. He gets hit in the back with one rotting tendril. Having been hit with that one, he avoids the other two. Angry, he unleashes a sacred flame. Back to the fungus. First. One, one strike, so. does not hit him. He manages to dodge another tendril, figuring out that this fungus seems to be alive. He unleashes 
an Eldritch Blast. Now, for those of you that might wonder, this room is, well, we'll say that it's... We'll say that it's like 15, 20 feet square, and the fungus has a 10 foot reach. So, he lets off an Eldritch Blast. That definitely hits. One D ten plus two. It deals the killing blow. As he hits the fungus with an Eldritch Blast, suddenly all of the fungus just seems to slough right off onto the floor, revealing the walls, revealing that behind it there was a door. Alright, so the recap. He found the door, avoided an acid spray, walked in, tried to burn the fungus away with his breath, got hit with a tendril. He proceeded to produce a sacred flame, hit it with an Eldritch Blast. The fungus died and fell away from the walls, revealing a wooden door. Figuring if he's to go through more of this, he should take a deep breath, take a short rest. It's four temporary hit points for killing that thing, for killing the fungus. He takes a short rest. So he sits down in the center of the room wondering what the hell this guy was thinking getting all this shit to attack him. Remembering that the guy's mad at him for whatever reason. He takes his short rest and walks up to the door. Tries the handle, 
finds it's locked. Do we have any lockpicking tools by chance? In his bag, he finds a hand axe. Figuring he has no way to pick the lock of this door, he just goes at it with the hand axe. Setting his mace next to the door, he swings. Ooh. Sorry about that. So he swings with the hand axe. Yeah, he hits it. Deals it a hearty blow. Actually, unsure of what he's doing. I'm sorry, I misread that. One. He deals one damage to it. Unsure of what he's doing. He makes a nick in it. The hand axe glances off a little. He puts the hand axe away. Deciding to go for his trusty mace. Nat 20. So we double the dice. Make this quick and easy. I'm just gonna. Alright. Getting so mad at, at everything that's going on. He just picks up his base. He puts the axe away, picks up his mace, and just goes running at the door and just slams the mace into it nice and hard. Makes a giant crack in the door. It doesn't quite take the door down just yet, at which point he fires off an Eldritch Blast at it. He just wants to get the, take this door down. He just wants to get through all this. He wants to get back to his life. Yep, that hits. Uh, 8 plus 5, that's 13. Door has an AC of 12. To recap,
So yeah. After defeating the fungus, he sees the door. Walks up, tries it, it's locked. Taking a deep breath and a short rest, uh, short rest. He looks through his bag, discovers an axe. Someone remembers what an axe is, that it's cutting wood. He proceeds to try and chop through the door. Not remembering how to do it quite right. Um, he makes a glancing blow, takes a chip out of the wood. Getting frustrated, he throws the axe back in his backpack, picks up his mace, and takes a hearty swing at it. Gives it a good dent and just cracks and splinters slightly, can't quite get through yet. At which point he frustratingly releases an eldritch blast into the door and blows the door in. Walking in, first let's roll, let's, let's do a stealth roll, not for our character. notes so that I can recap for you next time and try to do better on these episodes. Perfect maze. Still figuring out my flow. I'm so sorry, folks. Glancing blow takes a chip out of it with the axe, puts the axe away. It cracks and splinters the door with his mace. And then hits it with an outstretched blast and blows the door apart. As he walks into the room, see if he sees anything. Not fucking 20. So despite the spider's amazing stealth roll of a dirty 20, our character hears a small noise and looks up to see a giant spider above him with two crawling, two hands seemingly stuck in its fur. The hands fall to the floor. Actually, wait. He sees a spider with two hands we're gonna roll initiative. First, our player. And it's not a giant spider, it's a regular spider, but still.
me double check something here, folks. Looks up and sees a spider. He rolls a twelve initiative. He sees the spider. It would appear to be two severed hands. As he's looking up at him, the two ha severed hands fall to the floor and start skittering toward him. <laughs> and they leap at him. I'm just going to have them both go at the same time, because they both have a higher initiative than our player. They both hit. For two points each. Well, there goes our temporary hit points. Damage. Alright. So, he walks in the room. Nothing seems amiss when he suddenly hears a small scraping noise right above him and he looks up to see two severed hands and a spider. As he's standing there, the two hands drop to the floor, skitter toward him, jump at him. They both manage to rake their bony fingers across him, dealing him four damage. At which point, he... Instinctively slams his hands together, doing a thunderclap. Let me double check what thunderclap does before I commit to that. Not going on here. So that I can roll more than one. Okay, let's see. 
So the spider succeeds, manages to hunker down and, uh, against the ceiling and avoid the sound. The two claws, on the other hand, fail. So they take one d6. Thunder damage. And they're both... Okay. Let me set the scene. He walks in. Let's set the scene while he takes a note. He walks in. The spider made a stealth roll. That's who I was rolling for in the beginning. Our player. At 20 perception, sees spider and two hands, two severed hands, two crawling claws. Two hands drop down, skitter to our player, and they dealt raked their bony fingers across our player. Our player instinctively clapped his hands together in a Hulk-like move and did a thunder clap. The spider avoided it. But the claws turned to dust. Now it's the spider's turn. The spider drops down, uh, skitters across the ceiling toward him and tries to drop on him and bite him. Oh, the spider just makes our player's DC of 11. Or actually 15. He hits our player for 15, bites into him, deals one point of damage. One piercing damage. Now our player must make a DC 9 con save. Theoretically, our player should be able to avoid this, but that ones exist. Let's see what happens. Oh yeah, our player handily shrugs off the poison of the spider bite. And takes no poison damage. At this point, our player Yeah. He's still got a dagger in his he he had pulled his dagger back out and had the dagger in his hand. Attempts to stab into the spider, stab up into its 
abdomen. It's plus five. Ooh, 13. So he stabs up into the spider as it's on him, stabbing the uh, spider through and killing it. Pardon me while I recap and run through this one more time with the spider. Okay, so the claws turn to dust. Spider crawled. Spider crawled over to our player. Dropped on him. And bit, bit him. saved against the poison. So while it tingled a little as the spider's fangs sunk into his chest, he managed to shrug off the poison. At which point he drives a dagger into the spider. and it drops to the floor. All right, real quick, let's do some, let's manage some experience here. Again, I believe I said it in a previous episode, but I am doing experience for this so that I don't have to try and figure out special moments I'm using experience points to make it easier to level up my character and figure some things out. Uh, after he kills the spider, thinking closely about what his patron said that he needs to survive to get through, he sits down for another short rest. But this time he's not going to uh, try to heal up, he's just going to take a short rest. But he did get four temporary hit points for killing those things. Due to his uh, Dark One's blessing. At which point... He looks to the other end of the room. And he just sees an empty doorway. Strangely. He's kind of... Wary. Because after all the doors that he's had gone through... The one that was nothing but misty energy that poisoned him. The acid spray and the start of all this, breaking through the last door. 
he, he doesn't know what to make of it. Walks over to the door and literally cannot see anything despite his dark vision. He strangely can't see anything through the doorway. So he cautiously steps through. As he steps into the room, he doesn't really notice anything strange in this room. What's here? Not noticing anything right away in the room, he walks on through to, tries to walk through to the stone door on the other side when he is ambushed. As he gets to the door on the opposite end of the room and he reaches for the stone door that's there, suddenly there's a blinding light in front of him. Sign some dice here real quick. And roll some initiatives. This will be a surprise round for the monsters. So as he reaches for the stone door, there's a blinding light in front of him. He's so dazzled by the light that he shifts to the side, uh, stumbles sideways. And this creature, I don't remember what this looks like. It's a uh, deep raw. Oh, here we go. Let's Google real quick. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. So this buffalo-like creature just barely passes him, slams into the wall in front of him. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm still a bit of a mess. I do apologize. So, clean this up a little. Our player walks up to the door, an empty doorway. Seeing nothing through the doorway but blackness, he steps into the room. Doesn't immediately notice anything about the room. So he walks across the room and reaches for the handle on a stone door that he's hoping is the last door he ever has to deal with. But suddenly, there's a blinding light in front of him. He stumbles sideways as this buffalo-like creature slams into the wall next to him. other creature suddenly jumps on his back and bites into his neck. Or it falls on him. It is a slide tadpole. Our player obviously doesn't know this, but he feels this thing drop on his shoulder and bite into him. At 18 it beats his AC. No, 22, it beats his AC, and he takes... Four points of damage from this thing. There goes his temporary hit points. Which point our player gets to roll initiative. Alright. As this thing, as this slad bites into him, he immediately he does a reaction, a hellish rebuke. It does not succeed on its deck save, so he deals 3d10 to it.
Oh yeah. So as the slod bites into him, he just roasts it off of his shoulder. <laughs> so, um... I gotta double check something, I might have to write something. Alright folks, we're going to take a small break while I switch into a new track. Hello and welcome back after the break. Um, as I've mentioned before, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before, the Anchor app is a really amazing app, but it does have its limitations, uh, such as hour, one hour of audio at a time. So, picking back up. A player came into this room, didn't see anything, went to the door. He was blinded by a dancing light. As he was blinded, he stumbled, and this deep, rough, buffalo-like character slams into the uh, wall next to him. He then has something fall on his shoulder, something called a slod tadpole falls on his shoulder, bites into him. He roasts it with a hellish rebuke. He then, as a bonus action, swings his mace at the deep wrath. I'm just gonna say he can't. Just this once. Um, let's see if he hits. He hits. He deals nine points of damage. You hear some bones crack. At which point, the deep wrath goes 
charging, uh, attempts to gore him again. I'm not going to have him charge because they're right next to each other. plus six, that's fifteen, and manages to gore him. Deals seven points of damage. Ouch. So, after roasting the... Oh no. Hellish Rebuke is a reaction to the slot falling on him. So he, Hellish Rebuke, kills the slot. He then swings his mace for his action into the broth, cracking some ribs. Um, let's go ahead and say he also tried to stab at it. Let's wreck on this a little. Yeah, he hit. Oh yeah, so the Roth did not actually gore him. He killed the Roth. He's, player's doing pretty good. Um, so, let's see. The Roth misses. Slide. Falls. Bites the shoulder. Roasts it with Elish. Mace swings. So to recap that, uh, after he roasted the slot with Hellish Rebuke, he swung his mace, hit the uh, Roth in the side, cracked some ribs, and as it was reeling from the blow, he stabbed it in the head, killing it. He then reaches for the stone, he goes to reach for the stone door, and realizes He's a bit dazed from that uh, light that appeared in front of him, and he can't quite remember which direction the door was. Ah, but he remembers. He walks over to the door, noticing how beautifully blended into the wall it is. Um, and he grabs the handle and opens it. Let's roll stealth for some monsters. Uh, 
As he opens the door, he steps in. Uh, does he see the monsters? Because they, they did stealth well, but does he see them? Oh, yeah. He kind of takes a look around and sees the strange plant just kind of sitting there in the middle of the room. Around it are two snakes. And then he notices another Sturge on the ceiling. Sturges, as you'll recall, are the bat-like mosquito, strange mosquito vultures. I believe I mentioned in the swamp room. Uh, real quick, since he finished that room, our player needs some experience. He gets... He notices what's called a myconid sprout in the middle of the room with two snakes coiled around it, or coiled up at its base, and a sturge hanging on the ceiling above it. Strangely set up, but he figures, eh, whatever. We're going to roll initiative. That's fitting. Alright, so as our player slides open, grinds open the door, the two snakes take notice and slither toward him. They slither right on up to him. And they both attempt to take a bite out of our player. they both bite our player. Even without the plus five to hit, it would hit. He takes two points of piercing damage, one each. Our player then has to succeed on two DC 10 con saves. Even without his bonus, he saves, so he takes 
half damage from the poison. Manages to steal himself with the poison against the poison. It still hurts him. Pardon me while I do some math here. And so he gets that deals a hearty blow to our player. Now it is our player's turn. Taking a short rest with almost every room. And not using his breath weapon in the last room. Getting hit with the, uh, feeling the poison sink into him from the two snakes as they bite into him. He lets off a fire breath. Straightforward. Because the two snakes are there. The Mykonid's right in front of him, and the Sturge is right above it. It's a five-foot cone for 30 feet. Uh, let's see. They each have to make a DC 10 dex save. Or suffer. damage. Let's see. One snake fails. Another snake fails. What does the snake have for decks? Yeah, no, they both fail. What does a Micanid So they all fail. Let's who let's see who gets roasted. And then we'll set the scene. Everybody. Okay, so to set the scene here. Our player opens the stone door. It grinds on the floor a little, alerting the snakes. They both bite him.
They both bite him and he succeeds on his con save. Shrugs off most of the poison. And he unleashed his breath weapon and just roasted everybody in the room. Our player is just done with all of this and sits down amongst the ashes to take yet another short rest. Because he, he is not feeling good after those snakes bit him. up for everything. Yeah. He sits there in the middle of the room contemplating, wondering what he did that was so bad, wishing he hadn't. And as we leave our players sitting there, wondering, He notices, let's see, does he see the drink? Yeah. He noticed, as he's sitting there wondering, he sees the door, iron door there in the wall. Wondering what's next. Will it be his last task? Why does he deserve this? We'll go ahead and call it for today. And I'll see you in the next episode. So to really wrap things up and give a bit of an exit speech again, as I said at the beginning, thank you for sticking with me through these first episodes, whoever is listening out there. I am really trying to get a better setup, but I've got no... I don't have the best means when I'm starting this during the holiday season when we're trying to figure some other stuff out as well. Um, you can find all my crowdsourcing in my link tree on my Twitter. My Twitter is at Williams underscore J letter. R-Y-U Ryu. So at Williams underscore J Ryu. And anything that you can give, every dollar helps. I don't expect anything, but anybody that supports me, I will try to do something within the show and within my means.
to give back to you. It's much appreciated. We're leaving our player off at a good spot. He hasn't died again yet. Knock on wood. Um, and he's just done with it. He's done with this guy. His BS about him serving to die because he did something that he now doesn't remember because of said person. And we'll see what happens to him in the next episode. Later, adventures.